Welcome to America's Commercial Real Estate Show, your source for intel, forecasts, and strategies. And today we have some great strategies for you because we have Scott Muldaven here. He's 2017 Chair of Counselors of Real Estate. He's also President of Muldaven Company. And uh, this report, uh, we're going to have a link to the report. It's the top 10 issues affecting commercial real estate. And what a, a good time for us to talk about this because I think everybody's concerned about where we are in the cycle and about interest rates and about uh, our new president and all the things coming in. But tell us about this report, Scott, and why you guys do it and why should we care? <laughs> well, uh, first of all, if you think about us as real estate people, we're actually all futurists. You're doing a seven to ten year lease, you're doing an acquisition, you're a home buyer that's buying something. You essentially need to be a futurist. But what's different from us from somebody on a think tank is we're pragmatic futurists. We gotta make a call today based on stuff happening 10 years in the future. So I will guarantee you in listening to our discussion today that there are things that are gonna be really important and impact the kinds of decisions that you're making as a, as a real estate person. Yeah, that's a good point because we're writing the checks, right? And we're, we're, we're count, we have to predict the future. So number one, political polarization and global uncertainty. What are the implications? Well, first of all, what it is, as we all know, there's uncertainty around the world with, uh, with Brexit and nationalization in Europe and, uh, and actually a, a better chance for shooting wars in Asia and maybe in Iran. Just a lot of uncertainty and the political polarization both here at home, but both between the parties, the Democrats and the Republicans, and within the parties um, has been a, a big issue. It's kind of the elephant, we call it the elephants in the room. They sort of infect all of our top 10 issues. Some of the big implications are, are um, uncertainty in particular deals with delaying decisions, either delay or, or defer decisions. And as real estate people, we like risk. I can price risk, I can mitigate risk. In fact, and I know risk better than the next guy. That's why transactions happen. You think you understand it better. Uncertainty is a killer. We just don't know what to do with it. So that's a big issue. The second issue is that you're making bad or short-term deals. Let's take on healthcare. We can't get this healthcare reform passed. And that's really bad for people that don't have healthcare or want to buy healthcare. But if you're a hospital, lots of hospitals are going to have issues. There's all kinds of leasing decisions related to healthcare issues. Um, so that's a big issue. Infrastructure investment, not getting that done, that's hugely important. And all kinds of decisions related to um, um, budgets. And, and there's a, an example of that is in, in, the, in the Carolinas, the, one of the health systems there. They were just announced a 23% premium for their uh, increase on their health insurance premium. And they said it would have been 9% if they would have had more confidence in the decisions about healthcare and so forth. So there's all kinds of ramifications that affect you know, retail, hospitality properties related to the tourism, um, global trade, the, the cross-border trade. Think about global supply chains. You're uh, a Mercedes-Benz uh, or a Ford uh, manufacturer here in the U.S. You're getting parts from all over the world. That kind of uncertainty is just really damaging for businesses and, and real estate in particular. Yeah, and even down to the individual investors. Uh, and maybe we don't know what's going to happen with the 1031 exchange, right? And the tax situations moving forward. Oh, yeah. It's very, very challenging. So. Yeah. Um, well, let's look at number two, the technology boom. There's certainly been a lot of technology out there for 
Right, and it's we. It's kind of a funny title, the technology one. Is that really a top? That, that could be a top ten issue every year, and maybe it is. But what's mm -hmm. really particularly unique about technology this year, it's really an applications boom. We are now. We've had technology in real estate for numbers of years, but we're finally to the point where a lot of them have. Some of them have shaken out, but um, the MIT Innovation Lab recently identified 1,600 real estate applications in the world, and venture capital investment went from. To about 300 million in, in 2011 to over nearly 3 billion in 2016. So wow. you see this huge uh, increase in, in applications affecting every aspect of the real estate business: acquisitions, leasing, management. You know, nothing's going to be, nothing's going to stay the same. The other key one in technology is the robotics. McKinsey put out a report early in 2017 saying that uh, in the U.S., 51% of all jobs could be automated based on current technology. And that's, you know, 60% of companies could have 30% of the jobs automated out. That has huge implications for, to be, for knowing which tenants are going to survive and prosper in, in the future. And um, so, What's even more scary, I'll tell just a quick story about you know, the pallets in an industrial. It takes a, a human being about six seconds to um, take a tightly packed pallet and, and make it so you could use it. They had a robot do it. This robot took about 15 seconds the first time that it did it. Then it watched a video of itself doing it. And within a few hours, it was doing them at one per second six times faster than a human, which gets to the key, other key point in robotics. We're not just talking about robots or automation. We're talking about artificial intelligence and the human-type learning for machines, which is going to increase, and that's really what the McKinsey report was about, was about the numbers of occupations, software engines. Leverton is a, is a company that does lease abstracting, all kinds of stuff in technology. So. I'll stop there, but autonomous cars are interesting. Internet of Things that is changing, you know, data access in buildings. So keeping an eye on technology is uh, pretty darn important. Yeah, and you mentioned uh, driverless cars, and that is real interesting to me because as we try to make real estate decisions as developers, lenders, and investors, you know, um, parking has always been a been a big deal. And uh, so, what's in our future there? Yeah, so interestingly, I just did a, at, a, at a conference, I did an interview, so, sort of like we're doing here, with John Kilroy, who is the head of Kilroy Realty. They do a lot of development in San Francisco and L.A. and Seattle. And they're already having to totally factor in autonomous cars and Uber and ride-sharing and the way they design their buildings. Parking, way, way less or no parking. Even the cities there don't want them to put a lot of parking in. So having, and, and recently I was out in a suburban area and I saw a new apartment building going up and it looked like a hotel. It had a whole place for the, the drop-offs, the Amazon drop-offs, the Uber car drop-offs. And, and so people are already planning for autonomous vehicles. Um, even more happening even quicker is autonomous trucks. Mm -hmm. Autonomous, the, the cost to put the autonomous technology in a truck is only four to eight percent of the cost of a truck. It's 10 to 30% of the cost of, for a car. And trucks, they like to drive them all night. We don't have enough truck drivers, and uh, they're already putting technology in the sign. So, so autonomous trucks are, are much quicker going to happen even than cars. Yeah, and it's, you know, that could also increase our productivity. You know, if we're, um, if I'm sitting in the back seat, uh, I can work while I'm being driven around, right? 
Yeah, there's some really, particularly with autonomous cars, there's some interesting implications relative to how it changes the dynamic of the, of the suburbs, because transportation access has become one of the most important investment criteria, particularly for institutional investors. So, but now with autonomous cars, it makes um, real estate property that's not near transit have the opportunity to potentially be even more competitive and, and offset a, a really negative trend for non-transit located real estate. Yeah, that's a very good point. And, and I guess if you're building a new development now and you're looking, you're having to create these big parking lots that you think are not going to be used, I guess you want to think about that and design on that parking lot so maybe you can change use for it, right? Yeah, no, there's, that's another part of the uh, future, future proofing your design in order to make a change. In fact, that's not just with autonomous cars, but there's so many changes and change happens so much rapidly. If you look at corporate real estate and what they think is important in their real estate, flexibility in their leases and their frames and the way they need flexibility uh, to be able to adapt to the changing business climate. So as real estate people, we need to be super sensitive to that particular issue. Yeah, that's a good point because these parking lots, if you don't build them correctly, it's hard to change use. Uh, very, very difficult. Yeah, there's yeah. there's some difficulties. Yeah, uh, there's a parking lot in a building that I sold recently, and uh, it was a t not a very nice parking lot in the bottom of a building. Well, now it's a very cool nightclub. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's like just amazing transformation. Well, we're only at two at the top ten. We're going to take a quick break. When we get back. We'll talk about the other top ten issues affecting commercial real estate. I'm Michael Bull. This is America's Commercial Real Estate Show. Stay with us. Are you looking to buy, sell, or lease commercial real estate? You're invited to contact Bull Realty for customized asset and occupancy solutions. Call 404-876-1640 or visit bullrealty.com. Video is powerful. Some of the biggest brands in commercial real estate have trusted us to tell their story. We are Barnes Creative Studios, Atlanta's premier commercial real estate video services. BarnesCreativeStudios.com. Excelligent, the resource professionals like CCIMs, CBRE, JLL, Colliers, and Bull Realty use for market intelligence. Commercial Search is the site to market and find available properties to buy, sell, or lease all over the country. Visit CommercialSearch.com. Welcome back. I'm Michael Bull, and this is America's Commercial Real Estate Show. This segment is brought to you by Real Crowd. You know that you can invest with a very experienced sponsor right now online. Visit realcrowd.com. Well, today we have Scott Muldaven in the studio. He is chair, 2017 chair of CRE, Counselors of Real Estate. And we're going over to their report, the 2017-18 Top 10 Issues for Affecting Real Estate. We're to number three, gener generational disruptions. We all have to live together now, right, and work together. Yeah, there's some interesting thing. We just crossed over um, just recently a point where the baby boomers and the millennials are equal in size, both about 75 million. And so, and, and also we're at a time when um, in addition to that, 
thing. We're all having to live and, and work together. And it's having a lot of implications on, uh, let's say, in, in your office spaces, your open floors versus your closed office, the amount of quiet rooms, and, and just how people like to work. And now they're all having to work together. Um, and that's an important issue. Also in residential, it's important because in residential, um, the boomers are actually wanting to move from the, the big suburbs. They're sort of similar to the millennials and they want more experiential restaurants and, and entertainment and, and design. So they're moving in from the big suburbs and the big houses looking for um, a, a type of apartment. They need bigger apartments, stuff, room storage facilities for their space, whereas the millennials want convenience and affordability. And getting these, these folks together is really, really important. and and. Being able as a real estate person to understand the boomers is important because they're the fastest growing households. The 65 plus and the 75 plus are the, first, the one and three uh, segments that are growing the fastest households. So it's an important, important issue. Yeah, yeah well, it's interesting too. You mentioned uh, the design of, of even the rental properties. Yeah, I know if I, I'd like to have an apartment in Atlanta and then live at, the, at Lake Lanier, right? <laughs> Not have, an, have to have a house in Atlanta to maintain. But if I told my wife that, she'd say, well, how big is my closet? Is, is it as big as a normal apartment bedroom? <laughs> so, and then, uh, and then, then these young people, they're going to like me uh, playing the Beatles. <laughs> you know, we, we are going to clash here. Uh, and then you talk about office space. I mean, uh, that's probably the, one of the larger things that our listeners and viewers are dealing with is, you know, that we have millennials and, and we have baby boomers and maybe we want different things in our office. You, you mentioned when you came in our office, you know, you've got these open spaces and these pods in this cafe, but then we still also have some of the baby boomer thing. We still have some offices on glass. We got to figure that out, right? Yeah. And one of the ways, things that is actually kind of merging with both boomers and millennials are, are interested in, it's called live, work, play. And residences and offices are kind of converging. You see it with the big, the Googles and the Ubers and these kind of folks where offices, they have, uh, I was at the Google headquarters in San Francisco not too long ago where they have places like, the, they call it the living room. Yeah. And they, you know, they have kitchens, they have uh, outdoor barbecues and outdoor terraces are like the, the most important amenity in San Francisco for office buildings now. And resident, residential, they're now making lobbies that are more where people can gather and people can work. They have commercial kitchens on the bottom floor, uh, fire pits. So this convergence of live, work, play is a really important theme. It's also, um, uh, and one of the big issues, obviously, it's costly. We have this affordability crisis, another a generational issue, right? The younger folks, um, other than the privileged uh, technology folks um, that are making more money. There's a lot of affordability issues, and so, anyways, a lot of lot of interesting stuff in the generational. Yeah, absolutely. Dis and number four, drum roll, uh, number four, retail disruption. A lot of things going on with retail today. Yeah, so retail is is not dying. Retail is under transformation, and this is again. Well, what's the what's the issue here? The the most important issue is that we have too much retail. Since 1970 until just this last year, we've had retail malls growing at twice the pace of the population, and the result is that in the U.S. we have 40% more retail space per capita than Canada. We have five times more than Germany uh, than than England 
and 10 times more than Germany. And that's resulted in, uh, you know, we're, we're predicting maybe 30% of malls will be closing in the next number of years, which again presents tremendous repositioning and redevelopment opportunities. Um, but just a lot of things with the retailers, and you have Amazon, so you have all these, these things. So here in the U.S., we need to be rethinking um, the way we think about retail. Yeah, I think everybody realizes that, that we've been over-retailed here in the U.S., but interesting, retail real estate typically is, is good, it's well-positioned, and we're still seeing a lot of people that are really interested in buying retail, even though maybe they are a little concerned there's going to be some changes going on. Yeah, you know, I, it depends on the type of retail but and, and what locations you're in. If you're in secondary markets or middle markets, uh, a lot of that retail is going it's going to be tough to reposition it. But for the places that you can reposition, you can you can get really great buying opportunities. Yeah. Okay, let's look at number 5, infrastructure investment. Uh we really going to get it? Is it really going to happen? <laughs> yeah, that's an interesting cuz obviously infrastructure is an interesting and reason it's a top 10 issue is whether we get a lot of it, which would be great cuz it'll we really need it to, to, to make an investment in our future. And for real estate, it's really critical to have transit and, you know, and, and bridges and airports and those kinds of things. And if we don't have it, that's also important because there's going to be winners and losers. And it's also a very difficult area because if you look at the, the current Trump and or um, Republican Congress proposals, they're, they're, they're just not very well developed. But the ones that are developed, they're talking about $200 billion and then 800 billion coming from the private sector or from toll roads and things. And, um, but they're also zeroing out mass transit in the budget, which is a huge difficult issue and getting rid of a lot of other, the other infrastructure. It's hard to know how much infrastructure is gonna, gonna happen, but it's really important for um, uh, real estate people to understand their, because this is local, you can understand your community, because transit again being super critical airports, but things that are going to be winners are going to be airports, busy roads, uh, wind farms, anything where you have actual revenue. The losers are going to be rural communities, going to be disadvantaged areas, things that actually can't generate revenues to pay. Parks, environmental uh, uh, protection, those things are very difficult to get private sector payment for because there's not a lot of revenue. So it, it's, it's fraught with danger and also incredible opportunities for real estate people that are tracking that infrastructure investment. Yeah, and also construction on infrastructure also creates a lot of jobs, right? So it could be great for our economy to, to invest more in infrastructure and maybe lengthen this great cycle. Yeah, no, that that's an that's an important issue, and it's 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 actually a challenging issue when you actually analyze infrastructure from an investment side. You can see, well, if I don't build roads and bridges and airports, and how can I ever have a prosperous economy? But when we we're at relatively near full employment, and we actually have a we a huge construction worker shortfall already in the country. So in in that situation, if we actually did do a trillion dollars of of government stimulus and infrastructure. The question about how many jobs it will create, you know, what happens when our economy is in recession again and we need to, to do something? The same goes for tax reform. If we do tax cuts and infrastructure spending when we have 4% unemployment, there's, you know, that's some of the, what the political polarization is about, is trying to get underneath the hood of all those issues. Um, 
are we counsel on the counselors to, to, to look at it uh, analytically, and we think you can get to some good answers. Yeah, well, it is interesting. You think about the, the amount of jobs it would create. Yeah, and where, where are these people? I <laughs> you know, uh, while we're talking about the 2017 and 18 top 10 issues affecting real estate from CRE counselors, stay with us. We'll take a short break. We'll get back and hear about the rest. Stay with us. Build Out, the best all-in-one marketing tool for your brokerage. Learn how you can create marketing materials instantly and streamline your property listings process. Visit buildout.com. Hi, this is Michael Ball. Check out Plum Lending, the one to $25 million commercial real estate specialist. Plum offers you speed, certainty, and preferential turns because it's all driven by technology. Visit GetYourPlumLoan.com. That's GetYourPlumLoan.com. Check out Valuate, a real estate analysis program that can be easily shared with colleagues online to do what-if analysis. Visit GetValuate.com. That's GetValuate.com. Welcome back to America's Commercial Real Estate Show. I'm Michael Ball. This segment is brought to you by Excelligent, building data everywhere. Check them out at Excelligent.com. Well, today we have Scott Moldavin in our studio one here. He's the 2017 CRE Council of Real Estate a chair and we're talking about the top 10 issues affecting real estate we're now number six housing the big mismatch what do you mean by that well what we have in housing is if you look at all the the fastest growing job centers most of the fastest growing are many of them whether in new york and boston and san francisco and seattle a lot of in denver um, these places, housing is so expensive and it's so hard to build housing that we're not getting enough housing built in a lot of the areas where the jobs are being created. Atlanta is a little bit different. Atlanta and some other areas in the south still have some affordable housing. But in many areas of the country, there's a, a mismatch there. We also have a mismatch in that we have um, you know, a lot of the boomers wanting to sell their big homes and move in closer, move into the cities or, and, 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 and get smaller. But they're actually in some markets having difficulty selling their big homes that are way far from transit, not near retail and the kind of experiential stuff that a lot of the boomers want. And there's a variety of other, of other mismatches, but that, that's some of the important ones. Yeah, and it seems interesting to me when you see the, the, re the companies that have bought all these residential homes over the last several years since the downturn and, uh, you know, how well are they're, how they're doing with these things. Yeah, you know, that is, that is interesting. They're yeah. actually doing, um, some of them had issues, but I mean, think about it. We had an economy in 2007, 2008, looked like we're heading for the depression or, or worse. And so you're picking up homes at not a lot. And we have had strong, you know, consistent, if not strong growth since then. So I think most of them, um, are doing relatively well. I think there's four or five metropolitan areas that aren't quite up to where they were prior to that, but th they should they should probably do okay. Yeah, and what's changed in the in the psyche of of Americans today? I mean, do we still want to own a home? It seems like uh, you don't feel sorry for someone now when they say they rent an apartment. You almost feel envious. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, you don't have to cut the grass tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, you know that's. That is interesting. That's the big, you know, 
$64,000 question in real estate is, are all the millennials going to move out into the suburbs and, and want to buy big homes near? Uh, and, and actually, I think when it comes to schools, um, wanting more space and more, more green, I think that the millennials do want to do that. They are changing, but they, that's something they're going to want. Yeah. Where they're going to want it is quite different. They're going to want it, uh, they like being near transit. They like being near restaurants and more entertainment, experientially based things. And that tends to be in some of the more inner suburbs or a little bit closer. And so that's where some of this mismatch is. It's the, the far suburbs versus sort of the inner sub, suburbs. And suburbs are fighting back and trying to make themselves more, more exciting. So I think people, you know, especially young people still want homes and they're, they're um, really hampered by uh, loss of income, which is actually our next top 10 issue. Yeah, so let's talk about number seven, lost decades of the middle class. Yeah, this is almost a perennial issue. This is a little bit like uh, when Ford first put out his Model T, he wanted to put it at a price that, and, and pay his workers enough that they could actually buy the cars. And thus, that really started the consumer-driven uh, thing that is America. So the middle class in America have had a really tough time. In the last 20 years, our incomes, uh, the incomes of the middle class have stayed um, almost almost the same. Since 2000, we've lost about 5% of our incomes, but 28% of our wealth. Uh, and you tack on to that, particularly for the newer folks, uh, student debt, which is a big issue, and the, the lack of retirement. We've had a change in the way retirement's done. So there's just a real lack of, of income um, and ability, particularly for young people, they're getting delayed. If you delay a young person getting a home until they're 30 when they used to get it when they're 22, that means the cycle where they then will move up later. There's kind of just been a little bit of a delay. So there's, um, it's a big issue for the middle class. And when you put in uh, automation and robotics and some of the other top 10 issues we talked about earlier, there's a real, real question about the driving of demand. Yeah, and also uh, retail, right? If uh, the middle class doesn't have the money to spend in these stores. Yeah, absolutely. Retail is a big issue. And if you look at the kinds of retail, we talked earlier, again, one of our earlier issues on retail, the malls, the types of malls that are closing, the retail ones that are closing, they're in middle market areas. They're the ones that, that uh, they're not able to support. Yeah. Okay, let's look at number eight, real estate's emerging role in healthcare. Right, this is an area that's of, of real interest to me. First of all, to understand healthcare and real estate, 17% of our GDP in the US is invested in healthcare. So wow. that affects tons of real estate, leasing decisions, all kinds of things going on. One of the things in particular that's important is that um, our costs are actually twice as high as the, as, as the average for all the rest of the developing world. And our health outcomes are 50 out of 55 on Bloomberg's health outcomes raking list. And the point about this is that we have these cost issues and pressures. And in order to deal with that, we now have all this new technology, mobile and technology. We're taking surgery clinics and putting them out in, in retail malls and you know, urgent care, trying to reduce the cost of costly hospital stays. So all kinds of stuff happening in healthcare real estate. The other really key issue is we now recognize that buildings themselves can be huge contributors 
to health. And things like the well building standard, a new standard that actually allows you to measure and verify the health and ability. It's just exploded in the occupant market. So lots of stuff happening in healthcare. Yeah, we're going to do a show about that. Uh, I think that's fascinating uh, when you think about wellness and you think about the, the built environment that we're all in most of our waking hours. Uh, you know, so we'll, we'll stay tuned for that one. Number nine, immigration. So immigration, it's, I wanted to get, as a top 10 issue, I wanted to get past the polarizing because people have different perspectives on this and just talk about what it could mean for real estate because um, immigrants um, are a huge part of our, our workforce, right? Even Ill illegal immigrants, there's 11 million of them. And so construction industry, agriculture, there's a lot of different industries that are reliant upon this. And in areas like in Texas and California, the immigrant and illegal and regular immigrant population has been really important into household formation and in, in the growth of uh, in the rental market. So it's not, not even looking at the politics of whether you, what you think should happen. There are some real important real estate implications for us getting a, a comprehensive policy that deals with things in a way that, again, provides more certainty. We're in a period of uncertainty which is bad for real estate. Yeah, and that impacts some of the other things that uh, you talked about earlier. You know, jobs for one, cost, healthcare cost for another, right? I mean, yeah, it has implications yeah. across all those areas. Yeah, and we may need some uh, immigration to take care of the infrastructure. Yeah, <laughs> or take care of our old people. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> oh, us. Us, yeah. us, that's right. <laughs> easy, easy, I'm right here. <laughs> Number 10, climate change. All right, climate change, again, not a new issue, but there is a, a study in January of 2017 uh, by the National uh, Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, NOAA, that was a very big and strong study that actually resulted in a doubling of the sea rise estimates by 2100 from two to four feet to four to eight feet. And what and that just really caught my attention because what's, but, but the more important part about it is that the information that is available on sea rise and its, impl and its implications has just exploded. You have after Katrina and, um, and Sandy, particularly in New York, every major city that's on anywhere near a coast and many that aren't, aren't near coast have these climate resiliency plans. And now as a real estate person, I can go in and uh, I, for example, I just went on a website recently, looked at Boston's climate plan. They identify every neighborhood in the city, what sea rise at different levels of probability, how it's gonna affect it, what infrastructure is gonna be affected. And if, as a real estate person, that's really important. You really wanna get, uh, interested, look at surgingseas.com. You go onto the website, it takes about three minutes, put in your zip code. I did it for me, I live on an estuary. And it tells me in the, you know, every five or 10 years where, where, where the sea's gonna rise, how it's gonna affect infrastructure. And the infrastructure is important because even if you are up on a hill, if you live in, a, in an area where the, the freeways and the airports and other things are going to be heavily impacted by this, you're going to be affected. So you've got to analyze that. So um, it, it is going to affect values. Yeah. I'm already thinking about moving from my house because uh, I have much of my retirement wealth in that house. And I don't know, what are people going to be thinking about it sold in 10 years? And then um, and the other important thing about the NOAA study is that they already predict there's a 25-fold increase in flooding 
uh, probability with just a 14 inch rise in sea levels. And so um, that's going to be really, really important. So I just think given the availability of information, again, this is non-political, whether you believe it or not, there's going to be information available that some people, you know, maybe people in, uh, in Marin County where I live or in Northern California might, might are more climate believers, but you know, it's a big issue in Miami. It's a big issue in Florida. There's, it's uh, it's going to be a big issue. Yeah, that's a very good point. And all these top 10 issues uh, make a lot of sense. And we're going to have a link to the report at our show website at commercialrealestateshow.com. Scott, thanks for joining us here in Studio One and sharing this with us. My pleasure. It's been fun. And, and while you're there to look at the report, check out CRE Counselors. It's an amazing group of people that are commercial real estate counselors. Yes, you know, what else, right? <laughs> <laughs> and thanks for joining us on the radio stations, on iTunes, on YouTube, uh, however you're uh, watching or listening. We appreciate hearing from you, connecting with you, uh, commenting, and uh, please do connect with us. And until next week, be sure that you always lead, learn, and laugh, and join us for America's Commercial Real Estate Show. America's Commercial Real Estate Show is brought to you by Bull Realty, commercial real estate asset and occupancy solutions. Real Crowd, crowdfunding with the professionals. Excelligent, building data everywhere. Plum Lending, online commercial real estate loans. Build Out, marketing for your brokerage. Barnes Creative Studios, commercial real estate video production. Get Valuate, online investment analysis. Learn more at the show website, CREshow.com. <laughs>